0: To Buy It's Cover Podcast, One Marriage's Journey Through Movie Night. You've seen only the cover of movies found on streaming services. I'm one of your hosts, Bree.
1: And I'm your other host, Kevin.
0: And we're going to talk to you about a movie today. <laughs>
1: how? How was that where you tripped? I don't know. <laughs> I don't even, you're like, they said their names. Good, good. Names are good. I'm, I got almost, it. <laughs> I'm almost in the home stretch. I can see, I can see the finish line. And then you're like, oh no, I better untie my own shoes.
0: I feel like I'm those Reddit videos of everything that goes fine. And then at the last second, you like fall out of a pool.
1: <laughs> yeah. Somehow you, I love you. I love you more than anything, darling but dang that how did we get that far <laughs> we'll get there we'll get there episode 50 will be perfect
0: <laughs> we're getting close
1: we are getting close I think, uh which is great thank you for our listeners yeah uh, early gratitude after pointing out our flaws
0: <laughs> thanks for continually listening
1: <laughs> yeah uh so, we've got a movie today yeah that i'm hoping will be flawless
0: I am too. It looks intriguing.
1: Yep, we are going to be watching Blackwood, Mm -hmm. which let's like talk about this cover. So, okay, first I got to talk about the title. Um, We we know Blackwood is probably going to be a place. Yes, but I'm curious if it's like supposed to be a reference to Algernon Blackwood.
0: I don't know who who was
1: a like horror author
0: Ooh.
1: and i'm trying to i'm um at least yeah or he was a broadcaster yeah uh canadian right broadcasting uh enterprise uh narrator journalist novelist and short story writer and among the most prolific ghost story writers in the history of the genre mm. um he like one of the things he did is like he told the story of the the wendigo Oh, so I'm curious because so then this is like me starting to piece stuff together. The tagline for this movie we're completely breaking up the like rules for how we do this podcast. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, but it's you can't outrun fate. And what the Wendigo does was he would like he would break off like tra or like groups and campsites or when they're out in the woods, and like one of them would start running, uh-huh. and he would like. The Wendigo could kind of fly, at least in the story that I'm th- wondering if this is based off of. Of course, it never really follows what the actual, like, myth was. It would, like, right. f- pick the person up and make them run so fast that, like, their legs would r- fall off. And so That might also be just because that's what I read in, like, scary stories to tell in the dark. Oh. Um, but, like, there was some of that in there, but also the Wendigo is, like, a cannibal person. So I'm just like please I, like since the taglines you can't outrun fate is that going to be this like some of this story.
0: So the overall I I'm hoping that we find out when we watch the movie, Kevin. <laughs>
1: yeah, but I'm just I'm also like I'm like uh, would they also be like that bad to have like you can't outrun fate and it's about like a thing that runs you to death? I'm like or would they put that kind of pun on the cover?
0: <laughs> I I I have learned if nothing from this podcast that
1: yeah yeah no what we have learned is like there's always a person that i think watches uh parts of the movie (laughs) like they give them clips or they just tune in every like 10 minutes and then they build the cover and the tagline off of it (laughs) so nobody nobody has a full picture of this movie before it gets released i feel like except for like (laughs) the director and at a certain point with the movies at least that we watch unless it's something like wolf cop There's not a ton of, like, creative vision that unifies those films.
0: Right. So the main uh, imagery of this poster is what looks to be a whittled out of wood owl face.
1: You could have just said whittled. Whittled implies wood. Nobody whittles things that aren't wood.
0: I feel like I kind of... um, Whittling is a hard word for me to say. And
1: do you just like it because you're trying to, to, to do the whip where you ha- add the H sound?
0: Yes. I don't know. It just, whittle? I just wanted to confirm that people understood what I meant by whittling.
1: Hey, what do you call a redneck version of Tom Hiddleston? I, I don't know. Tom Whittleston.
0: <laughs> I don't get it.
1: Because rednecks whittle.
0: Oh all right
1: look honey uh i throw out (laughs) comedy gold and you should appreciate the wit the whittle that i bring to this podcast
0: (laughs) i appreciated that um okay so we've got this creepy looking owl face and within its eyes we've got two separate people one one person for each eye uh, one has a strong jawed gentleman uh, superimposed over the background of what looks to be in a manor of some sort. Do you concur, sir?
1: I, I do concur. Uh, maybe uh, maybe a, a woodland cabin.
0: Oh, okay. And then on the in the other eyeball, we have a startled looking lady gazing out of a window within the eye and just above her is a child running in the woods surrounded by what appears to be a murder of crows. Would you concur?
1: Yeah, an attempted murder uh, of crows, as <laughs> it were. Uh, I
0: actually really also wanna note that at the base of the whittled owl skull uh, face, uh, they've kind of done this watercolor effect that makes it look drippy.
1: Yeah. Well, I think if you look close at this too, the left half of the owl is whittled, mm-hmm. is like carved, and the right half I don't believe is. It's got the uh, it's got like a, a fade effect, so the wood there. It's got a, that um, over or over develop or double exposure uh-huh. Photoshop effect. But then the like lower right-hand side of that face is supposed to be like the actual owl's face. That's not whittled anymore.
0: Are you sure?
1: I I am 95.5% certain.
0: Okay. It doesn't really matter when one way or the other. Well, I, I just
1: wonder <laughs> if we're going to be getting a story that's like a flashback Oh or in two separate places. Um,
0: oh, based on the different color of yeah, I just each wonder of if the it's person's? Like,
1: uh, maybe it's the character.
0: Oh, maybe he's the boy.
1: Yeah. He could be the boy. And he's like remembering a terrible thing that happened, you know, it's just, cause they're looking in two different directions or is it a divorced couple?
0: Mm. Or maybe the like... child got stolen and they're trying yeah. to find him in the woods.
1: But yeah, I'm just, I, I see that and I can't help, but notice that there's some level of difference between the two. Mm-hmm um now this is a bbc
0: i could have told you just by the fact that uh sophia miles and russell tovey are in it
1: oh really that is that just actors that you know enough
0: yep that's right i'm trying to zoom in and i there's a a certain point that it won't let me, but at the very bottom of this, it says Joe Hill, which is not. Isn't that your guy? Isn't
1: that Stephen King's son? Okay, like you make it my guy. It, yeah, Joe Hill is the author, but I I can't see that hmm. on on the covers that we're looking at, and I don't want to like pull up a Wikipedia to confirm nor deny.
0: That's fair. It could um, just. I mean, it seems like a very common name.
1: Yeah, I I think this is going to be a a lower budget bbc horror movie that doesn't necessarily mark whether it's going to be like good or not um you know because like there's the bbc's put out things that i enjoy i need to stop saying i enjoy bbc in this podcast (laughs) or else like somebody's just gonna like snip it a couple like a clip and i enjoy the british broadcasting company and it's many fine productions um but yeah, I just, I, uh, I, I like it. I, I like some of the stuff they put out. So I kind of am curious what this one's going to be.
0: I'm looking forward to it.
1: Yeah. And like I said, if it, if it is referencing, uh, like it's set in the Canadian wilderness or something, cool. I'm all on board. Uh, I, you know, I, I love, I love that like pulpy horror movie qual like style. Uh, of those that era so I'm like I'm wondering if they are going to bring in some Algernon Blackwood esque things I'm just I'm hoping there's those illusions and those references um what do you what's your prediction for this movie
0: um well I think we've kind of talked about it already but I'm excuse me I'm hoping that there's going to be a creepy manner that there's weird sounds and At one point, the Sophia Miles is going to look out across the um, woods and see something super creepy.
1: I love when we do these. Have you noticed you stopped doing this around like five or six episodes ago where you've stopped giving us plots? <laughs> you're just like, I just want elements.
0: Like, I already told you what I thought the plot was going to be. I, just,
1: I feel like sometimes you like, you like give me a checklist of things you want to see in the movie, and you're like, <laughs> because they're never going to be the plot that I want. Uh, nobody's ever making the, the exact product but they will have these things and that this is how I find my satisfaction in these movies. this is like,
0: how I get my happiness it's
1: never gonna be murder Scooby-Doo anymore like you wanted it to well because so you, you made
0: just, fun of me so much
1: yes, that's true. I, oh so now I bullied you into doing movie yes checklists?
0: now I'm, I'm eventually you're gonna make it so I don't say anything
1: I don't know, Kevin. I wanted to have a run time. Do you have a problem with a run time? <laughs> well, are you, you saying you that it has to be zero minutes in a hundred minutes? Uh, <laughs> so I'm thinking I'm, I'm, I'm re- retracting some of my like split timeline things. I think husband and wife that are having a estranged relationship. They have a child. They go to this cabin to have like a family come together. Mm-hmm. like to reconnect um and the son i'm going to assume it's a son uh who may or may not be touched you know like special mm-hmm. um either like mildly psychic or mildly autistic it, it feels like they treat them the same in a lot of movies that's they're correct. not they're um, not but it uh like he the kid gets sucked into something supernatural the dad doesn't believe, the mom does believe. And then, like, it's them trying to come together mm. and reconnecting as a family. But, like, the dad will probably die by heroically sacrificing himself.
0: Okay. I'm down for that. Yeah. So, you're thinking more of like a relationship story as opposed to like a horror film?
1: Yes. Okay. Like uh, the, the I, I'm wondering if we're going to get like the horror element is just serves as a big metaphor for the like emotional conflict of the family at the time. Yeah. But I'm hoping can- it's a Wendigo. I, I feel like we don't have enough horror movies that feature Wendigos.
0: All I can think of is I'm pretty sure that that's the first um, supernatural creature that Jared, uh, What's their names? Dean and Sam Winchester were take care of... I'm
1: just going to refer to Jared Padalecki and <laughs> Jensen Ackles as if the actors they, were they the real been... characters?
0: <laughs> they have been playing those characters for a very long time.
1: Is it um, kind of like Tom Cruise? How like Tom Cruise tries to do all the things so he probably is like could be a world class hitman if he just like chose to not act <laughs> in movies anymore because of c- all of his training.
0: <laughs> the CIA's like, tried to tap yeah, him, and he's like, like "No." Nope.
1: You think Jared and Jensen could do that for the supernatural? <laughs> act- oh my god!
0: They did an episode. This as a movie
1: pitch. Uh, they need a spy for a movie. Or, like, the CIA needs a spy, but they don't have anyone, like, that has all the qualifications that they might need for the mission. So Uh they call up Tom Cruise. And they're like, Tom, listen. Your government needs a favor. And he does it. Because then he's like, then you guys got to, like, lay off Scientology. Oh, no. Tom Cruise saves America.
0: No, Kevin.
1: Yeah, he does it but he's like mentored by the ghost of l ron hubbard
0: oh gosh no you're it's too like far. his star Just wars stop. like
1: he's that's his obi-wan kenobi no and he does he because he knows kung fu he knows how no. to fly a plane he knows how to mix a cocktail uh other tom cruises movies it sounds like
0: risky business to me i don't think we need to go here just stop your. it's how
1: how does it sound like risky business are you just trying to reference that i'm skating on thin ice with a tom cruise movie
0: yes anyways uh,
1: this is going far and away from our point
0: (laughs) you're giving me crap about how i just talk about specific elements of a movie and you're just off the rails you've jumped the shark
1: (laughs) my my feeling is night and day um (laughs) sounds like what applies to me
0: doesn't apply to you let
1: me pull up tom cruise filmography i got more puns for these no Uh, look i think you need to go into this with eyes wide shut no (laughs) and uh we actually we need to go buy some snacks may i recommend a vanilla sky
0: isn't that a vodka?
1: Yeah, but it's also uh, a psychological movie starring Cameron Diaz. and I Tom know cruise. that.
0: and Penelope: Yeah,
1: cruise. two cruises, two different yeah. spellings. I enjoyed yeah. that. <laughs> cruise <laughs> Cruise. Wait, why uh, don't they have a movie that's Tom Cruise on a cruise, but somebody takes over the ship and they can call it Cruise Control
0: it's It's like speed, 2
1: yeah, but this version's better because it's got a, a pun name.
0: <laughs> you know I love puns, but I feel like you're I taking do. this pretty far. <laughs> uh,
1: I don't have any more Tom Cruise movies. I just I, I just know that this one uh, could make me a legend.
0: Oh, I love that movie.
1: <laughs> I am totally upset that you're mad at me still. I love it. All right. <laughs> Bree, are we going to go watch Blackwood?
0: Yeah, let's go watch a movie.
1: All right. Bye. Bye. And we are back, having just finished up Blackwood. Uh, Brie, what did we have to snack on while we were watching this?
0: Didn't, didn't we have spaghetti? We had dinner.
1: I did make a tasty spaghetti. It was a, a spaghetti.
0: It was delicious. I don't know if it technically was spaghetti because you used rigatoni noodles which are the little circular things but the concept's the same pasta and red sauce
1: are you noodle shaming me
0: no not at all
1: i feel like there's a little bit of noodle shame uh, i'm not going to apologize spaghetti is more in the heart according to my doctor <laughs> than on the plate
0: i think we got one of those heart smart spaghetti sauces didn't we
1: I don't feel like at the volume we consumed spaghetti, hat it was heart smart. <laughs> I really feel like that was like getting your like double whopper and getting a diet coke. You were just putting a band aid on a bullet wound.
0: I'm not the one that does that.
1: Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I did not anticipate getting picked on in the middle of this podcast. That's cool. That's you a new You should fun by feeling. now. I know. I don't know why I anticipate any less. Uh, speaking of things that deserve to be picked on, let's talk about Blackwood.
0: Okay. <laughs> How do you want to start this?
1: Uh, I think like the movie Blackwood, it's best if we just never start it.
0: No, I, I mean, it wasn't that bad, Gavin, uh, let me read the IMDB summary for you first of all this movie's from 2014 and it's a BBC movie and the summary is the classic English ghost story gets a revision when a college professor finds himself plagued by spectral visions
1: oh my god if that's a classic English ghost story I get why we all left for the colonies <laughs>
0: <laughs> um. I also would like to point out that it's a freaking lie. <laughs> it,
1: it is. Um, I, I've never been deceived by a synopsis before. Like a synopsis has left things out. Right. Has like left me intrigued. I've never been blatantly lied to by a synopsis. And we
0: full on get lied to in that synopsis. And yeah. I think that's what made me the most mad about this movie. So we've got a professor, Ben Marshall, and his wife, Rachel, that moved to some sort of English countryside, but it's close enough to a, per, a college that he can teach at. It's not Harvard, or it's not... What's the other one?
1: Oxford. Was Oxford, the one there we go. To.
0: The British one. <laughs> uh, it's not Oxford, which we hear when he's interviewing. Uh, we also find out that he... Um, had a bit of a mental breakdown and the two guys that are interviewing him are like, okay, in BD.
1: Yeah. And then they're like, they, uh, I think it was funny during that interview because they all mentioned like, this is a big step down. You're better than this, which is, man, is that how actual job interviews go? Cause I'm usually like so desperate for the job. Like, <laughs> like I will lie to you. I'll be like, Oh, why do I want to work at Starbucks? Cause I think this is what I want to do forever. I will <laughs> never leave you. Like I am a desperate boyfriend during an interview.
0: <laughs> Love me forever, please. Yeah.
1: Um, but they're just like, no, you're better than this. This school kind of kind of garbage. But it made it sound like it was like a community college. <laughs> it something. did,
0: but like the actual campus, when we see it, it's it's very clearly a university size and style.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I just I thought that was just kind of a funny thing. But also it's like. We never quite find out exactly what he was a professor of history. Yeah, but
0: remember because
1: non-specific history.
0: No, I mean, he goes on about the book that he wrote about how it's the relate. I don't even remember. It was very convoluted, very Ph.D. and its title and. Uh, thesis.
1: (laughs) There's nothing more boring than like a doctoral history book uh, than having a person in a BBC show show explain to you their doctoral thesis book like, (laughs) fuck you, movie. (laughs) Oh, I wouldn't care if I actually knew that person.
0: (laughs) So, Ben and Rachel, because they've moved, uh, because of his breakdown, they moved to um, excuse me, a A country manor called Blackwood. Maybe an estate. I mean, it's a pretty big house. And they buy it from a lady named Olivia Warner, who is still alive. But she's in um, an old folks home. But we see her for a moment. uh, And it's clear that she doesn't have a ton of brain capacity where she's at. uh, But she was an artist. And so there's a bunch of paintings and stuff left from when she lived there. And one of the paintings is of the house and it, it I mean it's significant but it's also not at the same time. Uh and there's a guy standing up in the window in in the painting of the house.
1: Yeah, it it's a weird painting. And for as little as it has to do with the movie, they sure spend a lot of damn time with it. They do. <laughs> like, it's one, it, it ends up being, like, the Chekhov's gun is that it comes back at the very end as, like, oh.
0: Ben's the one up in the window. Yeah.
1: Like, <laughs> it's not even that it's Ben up in the window. It's just that the, the guy that they all think was going to be the killer they try to set up as a red herring, like, used to flash his light in the window the end like because I think it's because his son also did that like they had a game that they played it was dumb like worst <laughs> Chekhov's gun um it's not even like Chekhov's starter pistol if you're not familiar with Chekhov's gun it's a the theory that if you introduce something in the first a gun in the first act by the third act it's got to go off mm-hmm. it, it uh, like it just fizzles here yeah. um but, and i
0: think it's supposed to be scary but it's not
1: it's not It. it's uh, this movie um half bakes all of its like thought like i feel like to me this movie tried to like deconstruct a horror story mm-hmm. it really tried to be like man what if we put some thought into this and it doesn't do any of it well um It's not really like it wanted to take a a ghost story and give it a psychological reason for why it happens. Right. And it doesn't. No. Um, It tries. It tries real hard, but it is so.
0: It it was interesting because when we started watching it, you were like, oh, God, is this going to be the British version of The Shining? And in some places it tried because Ben definitely goes off his rails He gets a little kooky. He gets obsessive about uh, trying to find the groundskeeper's wife and son who he thinks was murdered. Uh,
1: And he thinks he sees ghosts.
0: and, And I mean, he gets scared a lot. And it's very clear that he's not all there mentally. And his wife is just trying to hold it together. But we find out his wife used to be one of his students. And she was a very promising history student. And then she got pregnant with their son. So she, one of the, like, not sub-stories, but one of the things that they make sure to mention is the fact that she gave up everything with a pro- for a promising career to be with him, support him, and have their kid. Like, when it comes to career yeah. pathway. Which I'm not judging that at all. Like, if it worked for them, that's fine. Um, but there is a friend of the families that's also a professor that comes into the picture about what mm, quarter of the way through and he's he's made out to be like Ben's rival but also Ben's really good friend like
1: his frenemy
0: yeah exactly like his friendly rival i think it was like dominic or something
1: yeah and uh she says like oh i don't like how you get when you're around him but we find out later it's because when ben and her His wife were separated while he was going through his breakdown. Uh, She kisses Dominic.
0: They went out on a date and he kissed her.
1: Yeah. And he's got he's carrying a torch for he loves her. Um, And in one scene in the movie. uh, Well, we'll we'll get to it, but it just this movie um, has a couple things. So they 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 love to make things like they love to set up red herrings in this Mm -hmm. movie because they have her and Dominic. That's a red herring. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it gets some kind of payoff towards the end. We'll talk about it. But they love to have, like, that owl mask be a pay, like, a red herring. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And it really doesn't actually mean anything. No. Nope. Like, it never even becomes, like, a major plot point other than.
0: It's just a startling visual sometimes. Yeah.
1: The groundskeeper sees uh, Ben's son wearing it and thinks it's his son. Mm-hmm. But it's like that guy was already mentally unstable or, like, delusional and drunk. So he would have done that anyways. You didn't need to have that. Yeah. Um there was that there was uh mentioning that Ben's wife was his former student and then they have him like supposedly flirting with another current student mm-hmm. that again never goes anywhere. There's no setup for this.
0: In fact, like the the most that happens is he's talking to her in a library. And then a, a guy, another student, oversees their conversation and, like, tries to man-wink him. And Ben just goes off his rocker at him. Try I, So it was kind of a trying to show the catalyst of him not being mentally stable. But yeah. it's not... It, there was no weight to it.
1: Well, and there's just... There's no point. Yeah. Like, there was other ways to show that he was a violent... Um, person when he's mentally unstable Mm -hmm. um it's just the movie does that a couple times it it also uh takes weird leaps in logic where somehow this movie that's all set in like everything's takes place within like five square miles it feels like Mm -hmm. over like three days yeah um because they also have the scene so one of the things he suspects is he suspects this groundskeeper character who also was a veteran and was uh Blown up, like, loses a leg,
0: mm-hmm. has
1: facial scars um, in the war.
0: Definitely has PTSD. Yeah.
1: And an alcoholic. Uh, he believes, start, Ben starts to believe that he killed his family. Right. And that the, the ghosts of his family are in this house. And there's a couple things that they, like, um, he goes to this house and or the caretaker's house and sees a door that's got the name Thomas on it and that has no point in the story Right. Um, He breaks into breaks into into the house because he finds nothing. Yeah. Tries to find evidence to find that he committed a crime, but he steals a tool for some reason because he's like, oh, this is the one. Yeah. But he's like, this is the one tool that I'm going to use to prove like not the knife that the guy was holding in his hand. Well, it's
0: because the the tool is what he saw in one of his visions.
1: Yeah. It just again, it's just dumb. Uh, It's just very dumb. Well, he steals it was, that. It was and,
0: drawn in Olivia Warner's book too. Yeah.
1: Like I said, it's just dumb. Like he saw the owl mask in a painting and then when he, or one of the drawings and then when he sees his son wearing the owl mask, he freaks out. Yeah. But uh he's <laughs>
0: very violent to his son. Yeah.
1: He's a he's a bad dad.
0: That made me very uncomfortable. <laughs>
1: he uh also there's a priest in this um that is like, "Hey, I need to show you something." And he takes Ben to be like, "Hey, this I had to move the groundskeeper's family and keep it secret from them for their safety. Mm-hmm. And I just laughed because I'm like, you moved them that you guys walked there.
0: No, they didn't. They drove.
1: Oh, I thought I thought they walked there. I was like, you guys just moved them like.
0: Clearly, you were so bored. 200 yards away. No, (laughs) he they clearly drove there.
1: Yeah, they're like, oh, no, we just put him on the left side of his face. That's all scarred. So he can't (laughs) see it. Just if he turns too quick, they got to jump out of the way. Just got to it's like a T-Rex. They just freeze. But I was like, dude, you guys like again, it's all within like a couple miles.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's within a 15 minute driving window because he that's when he when the priest takes him to see that. Uh, The groundskeeper's family is still alive, but he removed them from his care because he didn't, he was looking out for their safety. Um, Ben, it clicks in Ben's brain that all of the visions of the things that he's been thinking are ghosts are actually visions from the future. And they all happen at 4.15 and it's 4 p.m. And so he's freaking out, trying to, realizing that... He needs to get back and save his family and he only has 15 minutes to do it because yeah. all of these visions, these ghostly specters are just scenes from the future, which I don't know how he came to that conclusion.
1: No. And that again, this is where this movie thinks it's being very like we deconstructed it and like, look at this. He's having this self-fulfilling prophecy about the murders uh, because he arrives home. His wife has been cornered by Dominic. And it, she's actually like trying to fight Dominic off because, because he's, he's trying, trying to rape to, her. Yeah. Um. And meanwhile, their son was playing Ben and his wife's son was playing out, uh, in the woods. In, out in the woods. And he gets startled by the groundskeeper and runs and accidentally falls into a pit or the grave that Ben was trying to uncover and lands on the tool that uh, Ben stole to get blood tested. Yep. And stabs himself in the stomach. He all of a sudden walks back into the house. The The boy boy does with this stomach wound. And the mom stops, like, finally throws Dominic off herself. Mm -hmm. And she's yelling at the man that just attacked her to, like, please call the police. And that guy's just, like, buttoning up his shirt. Like, I don't know. I got to get pretty first. (laughs) Like, no, you're not going to tell the police. No Uh, sense
0: of urgency. Like, her son is... I mean, it must be cold out because he's turning blue and he's got a gash across his tummy. He's not breathing very well. And she's at this point, she's just like calling an ambulance and she's freaking out as Ben comes running in the house, sees Harry. That's the son's name. Injured. Sees Rachel yelling at Dominic in the bedroom and. And. Ben assumes that she was having an affair with Dominic, even though she's just been through this trauma with him, and starts chasing her.
1: Yeah, he's like, "You killed him." Meanwhile,
0: she's yelling like he's yeah. still alive. Somebody, get a freaking ambulance! Yeah, she's
1: trying to get an ambulance. He start he attacks Dominic and is like, uh, stabs him. Yep, and then he starts chasing his wife to murder her. She chases it or she lures him down into the basement. Mm
0: -hmm. uh,
1: And then like the weirdest Chekhov's gun callback is that the basement had a little bit of flooding and like the there was an electrical circuit break. Mm -hmm. But somehow that translated into there's a bunch of exposed wires that she like climbs up on top of. uh, I don't know what it was like a a table,
0: like a jetty kind. of. I don't even know
1: yeah like a workbench uh she was and she's out of like the water. holding the exposed wire which i'm like how did you get up there and grab that <laughs> that seems just dangerous as is and she's like and he's like oh no don't do that so he's got enough sanity to realize like electricity Bullshit. plus water is bad uh and then she just drops it and fries him which i'm like how did she get back down
0: well i'm sure that the power went out
1: i don't know i don't know british electrical code um I mean, honestly, we've seen what their mental health care facilities handle, um which is also like one of the problems with this movie is uh they treat first, they treat like people with mental uh disorders as automatically violent. uh-huh, like both of the characters in this movie that have a mental problem. Um, Which he was supposed to have had a nervous breakdown. That doesn't mean that you have a psychotic break. Right. And the soldier that's dealing with PTSD, like they never treat it like they never call it PTSD. They never like, yeah, the war really messed him up. They're like the war changed him. Mm -hmm. And like they have this like stiff British upper lip about it. But it's like recognize like that dude saw some trauma like he lost a leg his face is all scarred
0: he doesn't have his family anymore like
1: there might be some reasons
0: he probably didn't come home to a great support system (laughs) yeah i mean (laughs) i mean he's got the he's got the priest that likes to whittle but (laughs) yeah
1: i mean like if yeah if you wanted this movie to be like a realistic deconstruction of uh The ghost story, like deal with the the actual realities of the people you just threw into this situation. Yeah, Um, it doesn't. (laughs) That's not a critique. That's a critique on the National Health Service, not uh, (laughs) not Blackwood. Uh, No, it just this movie. I don't know. It it tries to use some narrative shorthand Mm -hmm. to move it along to be like, you guys get this. He had a mental breakdown. We don't need to talk about it. We don't need to like explore it or explain what that means. You get it, like mental breakdown equals violence. And then it ham-fisted, or it ham- I'm using a lot of metaphors, but it just like ham-handedly puts in, is it ghosts, like question mark? And you're like, of fucking course not. Yeah. If you tell me in the first act that he had a mental breakdown and he's all better now, I know by the third act, he's not going to be like, yeah. it's not going to, it's never going to be ghosts Which in that scenario. Which I looked at
0: you at the end of the movie and I said, can't it just be ghosts?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like
0: why is it got to be, he can see the future or he's got a mental disorder. Like, why can't we just get ghosts?
1: <laughs> yeah. No, you, you use the mental disorder t- to make it so people don't believe him when he says he sees ghosts. Right. Except everyone in this is like, I don't know, man, that's way easier to accept than the fact that you might be just like having a breakdown again. Yeah. Like, in fact, he doesn't even really like tell anyone, hey, I'm seeing ghosts.
0: No. Like, there's
1: no disbelief of him or there's not even like a crime for him to uncover.
0: In fact, like, it goes so far as to his wife wants to be involved with his research and he locks her out. Yeah. He's doing it and he will. He shuts himself off completely. And it's it's very disconcerting just the, I mean,
1: yeah, it's, I mean, it to me, it's you with this movie, you either set it up as ghosts are real and nobody believes him as a result or everyone believes he's in uh, like everyone believes that maybe it is ghosts or that he like tricks them. And then it's all just like in his mind. But this movie doesn't choose until the very end. Yeah. And like, you're like, is there going to be a twist? And they're like, Oh, Nope. He's just insane.
0: Except um, at the same time, they change it from a ghost story to a potential time travel story.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, in that, just like, oh, it hasn't happened yet. It's like, really? That's the narrative leap you made?
0: <laughs> I'm like, where did this even come? And you know how I feel about time travel movies and yeah. future, like. If we would have been
1: le- tricked into like a time loop movie. i had <laughs> been like, son of a bitch.
0: <laughs> I'm like, why can't it just be ghosts? Yeah. I feel like this movie uh, poorly does what The Haunting on Hill House actually succeeded in doing, Um, which I know you didn't finish that, but it's an amazing uh, series on Netflix. So if you guys want to be scared and taken on a a journey, definitely check out The Haunting on Hill House.
1: Don't don't plug other shows.
0: (laughs) Don't, don't check out Blackwood.
1: (laughs) No, it just, it, it, like I said, was just kind of a, oh, this is the route you chose to go with this story uh i think it's weird because we only see things from ben's perspective and i don't in the movie or the movie chooses never to give us any other interpretation so there's never at any point any doubt in us about what's happening Mm -hmm. like there's no questioning there's no suspense that's created it's just Oh, I'm watching a guy that like, he's going to go crazy. like he's insane. But what's weird is it's almost objective about Ben. Mm -hmm. Like at no point are you like, maybe he is seeing things. The movie just like plays it up as, oh no, you're watching a man unravel. Yeah. But not in a particularly interesting way, which is a shame because he's not terrible. No, I I
0: actually think all of the acting in it was pretty good. Um, I love Sophia Miles. She was the wife, um, and uh russell tovey who's the guy that um was the groundskeeper he's an excellent actor and i thought they had a a great cast uh also i really enjoyed seeing i know i say this all the time but the scenery the actual locations that they shot um were all very intriguing they they had such potential to be part of a phenomenal ghost story and they did an excellent job cinematography wise uh, one of the funny things about the movie was the fact that I guess it there's an actual soundtrack that goes with it and I really didn't take note of any fantastic music in it so no I'm I, I thought that was kind of an interesting thing to see after the fact
1: No this would actually be probably a soundtrack I'd put on if I wanted to fall asleep. <laughs> Uh, because it's just forgettable uh it's 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 so frustrating because there were so many things I think you could have done with this movie and actually that'll just move us to the next part where it's like uh what would based on this cover or I should say based on the cover we got what movie did you wish we would have had like what would you have tweaked to make it the movie you wanted
0: well I think I mean we already kind of talked about that at the beginning but um I you know like I said just give me actual ghosts.
1: <laughs> it w- would have been nice to have like some element of the supernatural. Um
0: I mean you've got such haunting and ominous sets and scenery and people that we know can act their socks off. Like give us give us the supernatural. We want that.
1: I would have actually just loved even ambiguity. Um, I do I don't I don't mind the plot of like a man questioning sanity mm-hmm. um and also like mildly trying to redeem himself for his failings in the past I think that's compelling to me yeah I don't even hate like keeping it as the mental health angle like that he is just crazy you do better but yeah it's just this one doesn't deliver commit on any of its its promises it doesn't give us supernatural suspense and it doesn't give us like the actual problems of a person it's not compelling because it's just all on the surface
0: like i never feel bad for ben
1: (laughs) no that's just it is you you don't he uh
0: if anything all it does is make me feel bad for rachel and harry
1: yeah this movie really he he he, uh he's a jerk it's not like we never see a moment where he's like a super great dad
0: no i Um, mean even when harry's bleeding on the floor He's more worried about his wife potentially cheating on him than the fact that his son is bleeding on the floor. Well, what's weird
1: is he doesn't even acknowledge that that she was cheating.
0: Well, he did.
1: Because he just says, you killed him.
0: Well, no, but you must have looked down because there was a couple looks that implied it.
1: Yeah, there was looks where he was like, this is what you guys were doing, but like, it's like, you killed him. It's so weird. It, it's, again, like this unspoken piece, and it's just... I I don't know. It it's also like, uh, kind of like, hey, she could have been like, he raped me, or he tried to rape me.
0: Yeah, but and but then again, like if she's been through this before with him, maybe she knows the limits of what he's willing to actually take in at that moment. Well,
1: but it's like, and also if he's got this like subsuming rage that just like drowns out all reason and senses, um, that's not a safe dude, even. To have your kid around full time. Like it just, I don't know. I think it, that's
0: the other thing is he's clearly on meds. We see him take meds several times throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. So once again, where, where is the help? <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's
1: just, again, this idea in this movie that, um, the characters, especially specifically Ben acts in a way that's always convenient to the plot. Mm-hmm. He never acts in a way that's consistent or logical because uh, you don't know what's going to set him off. You don't know. And it's it, it's that maybe how people are in real life, I guess. Mm-hmm. But that's not compelling movies. It's not narratively interesting to me, because it's like, oh, I don't... You're just showing me random things. Like, he's getting mad because his son knocked on his door. But in the next scene, he doesn't care. And, you know, uh, his wife is viciously attacked, and what she just completely was like, nope, that didn't happen. I'm just going to like not explain anything or not be like uh, the son, our son's bleeding. Call the, the police and she never she tries one time to get on the phone and the cops like, I can't hear you. Yeah. And I'm like, these are bad cops. So like, oh, up, can't hear you. Not going to send <laughs> anyone out.
0: <laughs> um, so, Kevin, what would you think would be a better cover for this movie?
1: Oh, gosh, you gee willikers. Uh, I would go with the hand tool.
0: Yeah, Uh, that's what I was going to say. With blood on it. Yeah, kind of like the hatchet cover.
1: Yeah. Yeah, cuz I mean it, it it's it's a it's a hand tool. I don't even know what kind of handle it is. It's not a compelling object to it's, build a murder around. It's a
0: whittle. It's something to do with woodworking. It's
1: something to do with woodworking, some wood carpentry tools. Yeah. Yeah. Uh it just I don't know. I don't know what I would fix in this cover cuz the image they had of the owl mask which actually t- we thought it was like a carving or a It was. a part of a totem. It's a yeah, but it's a carved mask. Right. Which, again, uh, only has it because it was Thomas, the groundskeeper's sons, which it's weird that he left that toy behind. No,
0: <laughs> that wasn't the case. That mask got made for Harry, and then that was never Thomas's. It was future Harry's mask that Ben was seeing in his visions.
1: But the priest gave it to Harry.
0: Oh, wasn't it in that picture too?
1: Yeah, I don't. It, know. The priest gave it to Harry. That's that- and it was supposed to be the groundskeeper's name was Jack. Oh, Jacko. Yeah. Yeah.
0: No, Jacko was in that that Miss Marple thing I just watched. No,
1: Jacko was the oh the groundskeeper. That,
0: that must be like a British name.
1: Yeah, because his name was Jack O something like. So it was it was on the toolbox is why I remember that. See, I did it, it pay was, attention in this movie. It
0: was Jack. Otterly.
1: yeah, Jack O. Yeah, so, and that's what they called him was Jack O. Um, I, yeah, so I would I would have that that tool he takes. Also, I I can usually generally tell a movie's not going to be particularly interesting if nobody's bothered to write a Wikipedia entry for it. Because if I get bored, I'll just be like, I'm going to check Wikipedia. <laughs> Nobody has done one for this, and I was like, this is not going to get better. <laughs> Um, I, I think I timed myself. I made it 10 minutes in before I was like, I'm Wikipediaing this. I just need to know what happens. Then I can just kind of like autopilot my way yeah. through the movie.
0: Even if you search Blackwood movie, it comes up with something. It's from not like even
1: the same Blackwood movie.
0: 1971 or no. something first. And
1: uh, then there's one from like 2016. Yeah. It's like, oh my gosh, you guys are just that forgettable. But they're like, yeah, I'm not even going to pretend that one happened.
0: Um, I think although i agree with your cover i think the other thing i might have done is done olivia warner's painting as the cover
1: yeah but again like what what checkoff's gun do you use cuz this movie had so many
0: yeah they just all kind of went
1: pfft. yeah it's like oh cool <laughs> wasn't yeah. that
0: a very technical review
1: yeah it wasn't it wasn't it, well they were none of them were none of them were um like plot points that came back up and had relevance, they were called like they felt like callbacks. Yeah, more than anything, like, hey, remember that painting? Here's that painting again.
0: They didn't even do foreshadowing. What's all that, that well. mean? <laughs> Who
1: fucking knows? <laughs> yeah, I just I feel like uh, I feel like I feel like a some set director was like, look, I found every one of those goddamn paintings. You know how many thrift stores I checked for those things? <laughs> You're having at least three shots with that painting. <laughs> Cause like at one point he moves the painting and he finds this great big crack in the wall, and you're like, Oh my god, are there gonna be bodies behind there? That's no. what I thought. It's just a crack in the wall that has no connection. I thought it was gonna pull like a voice from the stone. Yeah. Where it's like she's hearing voices from it and like it's plays into the plot. No, it's I- just it's just a problem with the house's foundation.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and uh it's funny. Be- I mean, the water does leak out from it later and that's what the puddles from that yeah. he gets electrocuted. But once again, like that's the foreshadowing to him seeing the future. And there's the fact that none of this even hints at these are things coming in the future. Just that whole flip at the end. It, it's not the right kind of twist.
1: Well, it's the foreshadowing is all consequential. Like, If you show me a crack in the wall, my first thought is not this crack in the wall must be due to water damage. Ergo, the basement will be full of water. Yeah. Uh, you, You show me a crack in the wall... It's there's going to be a dead body behind that crack in the <laughs> Wait, wall.
0: Is he going to go get a sledgehammer because they're remodeling the house? He's going to knock yeah. that down and he's going to find the groundskeeper's wife and child behind that wall.
1: Yeah. Or nothing like he cracks it down to like, oh, I'm, see, there's dead bodies behind this. And he cracks it down and there's nothing there. And everyone's like, you're insane. Yeah. And then, like, later on, it's revealed that it's uh, not... Not that
0: it's leaking water.
1: Yeah. Uh, the tool that he gets, why does he have to get it blood analyzed? Well, he doesn't have to get it blood analyzed for any freaking reason. The reason why he has to get it blood analyzed is so the son can get stabbed with it later. Right. Like, it's not that it ever gets a, a reference or a callback. Uh, or, like, it gets a callback, but it doesn't ever be like, oh, this is actually that consequentially important. Because they could have had this kid running, fall in the grave, and stab himself on a, a branch sticking out. Right. Or any number of things. Yeah. Uh, they They just... They have those, you know... The mask, it's even like that stupid mask, that owl mask, where it's the owl mask is what he sees in his future visions, but not because it's the mask of the killer or even the mask that he puts on. It's the mask that his son is wearing that also is the dead groundskeeper's son's mask or something that's given to the priest. it's
0: just a really convoluted... Yeah,
1: it's it's like it tries to do... uh, An extra layer of subversion of Mm -hmm. the the, the Chekhov's gun formula. And you're like, but
0: there's a reason why that
1: formula works is because audiences like to feel like they can figure it out. Yeah, they, they like to see those connections. If you make those connections too obscure, it doesn't matter that in retrospect, you can point it out. It's boring. And that's just, I guess that's what it is. I was bored. Like, I, it didn't make me think. It wasn't a thinking movie.
0: No. They, it didn't feel like a mystery. And you know I love me a good mystery. You do
1: love you a good mystery. Yep. So, Bree, I think we kind of answered neither one of us recommends this.
0: Yes. I would say if you see this on Amazon Prime and you want to rent it, I would say pick something else.
1: I so I so Just Google Algernon. Wolf,
0: Wolf Cop. <laughs> just Google
1: Algernon Blackwood. Uh, and read some of his short stories, his horror short stories, yep. way better. I'm so frustrated that you named it Blackwood, and that actually, I don't even think they like mention that it's the, called the Blackwood. I think they're just like, "There's a wood out back." At <laughs> I night, thought the it's manor's black. name was Blackwood. <laughs> yeah, maybe it was. And again, like the manor doesn't actually matter.
0: No, nope. no, it doesn't. <laughs> like,
1: it, it doesn't. Like this could have been set in uh, a townhouse in the middle of London. Yep. So, all right. Skip it. Uh, (laughs) Skip it, skip it, skip it.
0: And you know me, I like to say something positive about everything, but I would definitely say don't don't pick this for movie night.
1: No, no, don't. (laughs) Also, uh, there was a really lazy joke I could have made about this movie, and I didn't, and I'm proud of me.
0: I am very proud of you as well.
1: I'll tell you after the podcast is over and you're going to be
0: oh. I'm really glad you didn't say I'm that. I'm proud of you. <laughs> Alright.
1: Bree, where can they find us on social media if they enjoy this podcast?
0: Uh, well, first of all you better enjoy this podcast because we, well, you, you could do what you want but we love to do it. Um, we are on Twitter and Instagram uh, by its cover pod on Facebook at by its cover podcast and Kevin, where can we find you on social media?
1: You can mm-hmm. find me at underscore egg, that's Cavin underscore Egg, that's C a v i n underscore E g g on Twitter and Instagram, as well as Cavin Eggleston on Facebook.
0: The other thing you guys should be could be checking out is we're going to do a some questionable content comedy debate show on Streamyard on our YouTube channel and Cavin's Facebook and our Facebook September twenty fourth, and then also October eighth. So, uh, follow us on social media for more details about that. We have some pretty amazing comedians coming up, including Kevin on 10 eight. If you want to hear him debate and I get to host, I'm very excited.
1: She just loves microphones. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're going to be trying to do those live comedy streams, uh, on a bi weekly basis just until live comedy picks up again. So we would appreciate your eyes on that and you get to help vote and pick the winners on those shows.
0: Yep. All right. Thanks so much for listening.
1: All right. Bye.